0: For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace
1: of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.
2: The driver's seat. Good
3: start Stephen Johnson. A really good one. Johnson leads the race. pole sitter at Bathurst.
2: The driver's seat. Oh, in
1: defence! That's massive! That's massive! Yes! 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 yes!
2: The driver's seat with Matt McKeldon and Stephen Johnson for Kubota Implements. Chrome. Great planes. Implementing a great partnership.
1: Excellent job. No time for pleasantries on the driver's seat today. My name is Nims joined as always by Stephen Johnson and Matt McKeldin. Guys, how good was it to go racing again, we'll start off with you, Maddie, because we're all in different studios today. We are, and
3: I can't, uh, I can't see you, boys. So this feels a little bit weird. But no, it was sensational, and. Uh Having said that, there was some great racing too across all classes, but uh, our first guest, he was just untouchable. Can't wait to talk to him.
1: He was absolutely mega. In fact, let's welcome him straight to the show because he's not used to waiting around if you've seen him do a shootout lap. Please welcome back to the driver's seat, the winner and a perfect game on the weekend, Shane Van Gisbergen.
4: Hey, evening guys.
1: (laughs)
3: <laughs> Mate, congratulations! What a uh, what a sensational start to the season! You bowled you bowled the perfect over. You've played the perfect game and walked away with three hundred. Congratulations! Yeah, it
4: was yeah good way to start. Um, I guess our our setup was still from the Bathurst, uh, which was our last race, and yeah, right from the first session we were on the money. So it was pretty cool to um, get the double, but
5: yeah, long long
4: long way to go, but. Putting
5: our best foot forward, I guess. Hey mate, hey. Uh, looking at obviously where you finished off last year, winning the winning the one thousand. Um, you've had a few changes since then. Obviously your engineer, then Chippy, he's gone. Uh, Couchy's moved across from J Dub. Were well, you uh, <laughs> obviously worried about that? I mean that relationship because it's not really. I mean, I know you've known Catchy for a while, but he's been on the other side of the garage, so that seems to have gelled yeah. pretty quickly.
4: Yeah, I wouldn't say worried is the word, but certainly, it's you know, anytime you get in a new relationship with an engineer, there's a lot to learn about each other's lingo and how you approach the race weekend, but we sort of knew each other so well anyway, like we talk about the car so much and, you know, our debriefs are so open and we're, we're always working together anyway, so it was just really a different voice on the radio, I've been saying, which has been which has been right, you know, and he, he gave me all the right info, especially when I needed to push and and when I didn't. So, um, yeah, off to a really good start.
5: And and I think that, uh, sorry, Matty, I was just going to say, and, and he looked pumped on the, on the TV SVG. He looked really pumped with obviously the win. Yep. It looks like he's, he's just got that new lease on life as well. I mean, I know you can, you've been with someone for so long and someone different and you've come out firing. I think, I think he was probably the, the happiest out of everybody.
4: Oh yeah. Well, I think he lives and breathes it. You know, it's, it's awesome. Mm. He's, always at the shop and always putting effort in, always thinking about the race car. So, yeah, I guess he's a bit refreshed about it. And, you know, the whole team was so pumped on the weekend and on on form. So, yeah, it was a pretty cool atmosphere to be a part of. And, um, you know, it's never easy, but um, things were going pretty well.
3: Shane, on Sunday I was watching the coverage and, and you were fairly opening your comments about how difficult it is to pass within the supercar category at the moment, all due down to aero. You were pretty You were pretty open that you were disappointed, (coughs) elated that you'd won, but disappointed that you couldn't take the fight, uh, to cam, I think for the, the people that don't understand what you mean there. Can you take just a couple of seconds to explain what aero wash is and why it makes it so hard to pass in the current format?
4: All right. Yeah. Um, Oh, I don't know. It's one of the worst subjects. I hate talking about it because, you know, the V8 supercar, it shouldn't really have aerodynamics. But, you know, the cars have gotten faster and faster the last few years, and the rules have been the same. So the reason they've got quicker is because of the aerodynamics. So the speed through the corners generated by the by the downforce that the car produces, um, you know, across the body shade, the front splitter, and the, the wing on the back that we can tune for the aero. And, you know, when you've got a car in front of you, that's taken away that air that you need now. You just lose so much speed and you slide and heat around so much more. You used to be able to follow almost nose to tail at at most tracks and most corners, but now when you're even within a second of someone, you really notice how much grip you lose. So, yeah, it doesn't make the racing fun and it does add a lot more strategy to it because you're trying to get clean air, but, yeah, you'd rather the racing was done on track and, uh, and, and the passing like it used to be.
3: And so are we are we thinking that with Gen three we're going to reduce that amount of downforce so that we are more to more more wheel to wheel racing rather than the strategic side of it? Is that is that the plan?
4: Yeah, but that doesn't fix this year. Um uh, <laughs> but yeah, it it sounds like it they're gonna have a lot less downforce at around a quarter, which should make a bit faster down the straight maybe and, and the braking distance is longer as well. So yeah, that should make racing racing better, but also, they're going to apparently go to paddle shift, which is junk, and that makes the, uh, it's so much easier to brake as well. So that takes a bit of skill away. So hopefully they keep it tough and, and a challenge.
5: I was only watching a video of you the other day and uh, speaking about paddle shift and, and sequentials, and you were actually changing down at, at uh, Simmons Plains with your wrist rather than your actual hand. So um, So it's going to yeah. take all that coolness away because you've done a fair bit of paddle shift, Racing within the GT side of things, haven't you? So you're pretty accustomed to that, and also I might yep. add, aero in GT is is a, is what you probably don't like about it um, in the racing side of things as well. So it's sort of heading a bit that way, isn't it?
4: Well, actually, a GT car is easier to follow than a modern supercar. Now it's quite weird how the cars have evolved with the big gurney flaps and stuff off the back. So yep. yeah, um, pedal shift has its place, I guess, but I don't know. Uh, pure racer and me and as a fan as well, I love seeing a driver work and make mistakes and you know, the onboards look so much better when they're you know, you can see what they're doing, you can see the heel toe and stuff like that. And yeah, I'd rather watch that than any any paddle shift race.
3: Um, Shane, I, I wanna ask a question because I remember I had a job once where after a little bit of time, I got better than the boss and uh, the boss and I were sort of competing against each other, and then I got so good that he sacked me. Um, Jamie Wincup's about to be your boss, and you gave him a fair old flogging on the weekend. Uh, are we feeling a little uneasy about how that might end up? <laughs>
4: <laughs> you, say, you sound like every other media person, and you've had only one race. <laughs> you know, he's a he's seven-time champ for a reason, mate. He'll be, uh, he'll yeah. be quick at the next one, and yep. he would have been working all this week thinking about what, what he could have done better, and that's what makes him who he is. And next next race, I'm sure he'll come out firing at Sandown.
1: So is there any chance, uh, SVG, while we're on the topic of uh, teammates, that maybe there could be a silver-haired fox that might hone, might host a radio program and also be a three-time uh, touring car uh, Masters champion that you wouldn't mind seeing in Car 88? What do you reckon, Stevie? <laughs> oh,
5: <what> a, <laughs> you mate, I'm going to need all year yeah. to be able to fit in it. <laughs> And
4: he's old. He probably wants paddle (laughs) shift.
5: Yeah, (laughs) mate. I'm still with a H pattern, brother. Come on, we're all good with that.
4: Actually, speaking 900
5: horsepower. Yeah, exactly. Hey, speaking. (coughs) Just speaking about um, uh, drives and co-drives. GT is locked in again with you this year, and it's that must be really good for you because obviously of the the relationship that you've already built, but also you know I think it's the first time you've had a back-to-back. Uh, Enduro co-driver since John o. Webb back at Techno. Yeah,
4: it's been been a weird couple of years, but yeah, <laughs> to have have Webb, uh, sorry, Tander in for for the third year in a row, be be awesome. You know, we get along really well, and he can just slot in, especially last year with I no think just slot in and go. pretty impressive. But um, this year he should be doing a lot more racing, so he'll be race fit and and ready to go. So, but yeah, he's he's a ripper dude, and. And a fast driver as well which yeah. is uh which is what we need
5: isn't that funny like uh whenever he whenever he retired i can't even remember um a few yeah. years back um you didn't really like him well it's like you know you hated him on the track and you had him and then all of a sudden yeah, yep. yeah he's sweet he's awesome like
4: uh, oh, i love having him with <laughs> me probably, such a good
5: bloke <laughs> i was
4: probably at hrt but you'll think the same you used to race as a bit of an asshole on the track <laughs> <laughs> It was was always fair, but he ran everything to the limit, you know, but he he sort of mellowed as he got older and uh, you know, you'd see him drinking beers a bit more and he was actually not a bad guy. I, I actually, just didn't want to race him.
1: I actually don't think I've ever seen anyone more mellow at a racetrack than Garth Tander sitting in inside the garage while you were doing those final laps at Bathurst. He was just legs... It was like he was on a Lazy Boy. That's how relaxed he
4: was. <laughs> uh, you should have seen him at 2am then.
5: <laughs> <laughs> hey, just quickly before we go, um, are we going mountain bike riding this Saturday morning? Or what? Are you around? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'll be around. I'll charge it up. Charge her Get up and we'll go. Okay. <laughs> I'll bring Jet out so we can whip both of our butts. <laughs> yeah,
3: no doubt. I was going to say, Stevie <laughs> J, if you're going out on a mountain bike, that's going to have a huge battery because it won't be pedal power. No, nah, it's electric. That'll be battery, yeah. Power. I'm not, I'm not going out on biking. something that I've got to,
5: you know, do it fully myself. It's still exercise, Matthew. <laughs>
1: Well, I'll tell you what, I'd love to see on that bike. So maybe you could shoot some uh, photos for the socials. But hey, SVG, we appreciate you taking a bit of time out to chat to us, mate. And that was a mega drive on the weekend. And we get some live texts in here on the driver's seat. There are some good ones here, which I'll share with you. Give him the title now; he'll be unstoppable this season. Says one of them, and another one can't see anyone challenging SVG this year. He could pilot a Coles trolley from pit lane and still pass <laughs> half the field. <laughs> it's
4: round one. Come
3: down,
4: down. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, Stevie, J, Stevie
3: J tipped you to win the championship, so you've got the big man on your side. Mm.
4: Yeah, oh, hopefully, man. I'll just I'll keep working hard and. Yeah, make sure we're prepared for every race and on our, on our game and it can happen.
1: Well, Shane, we appreciate you jumping on board, mate. Good luck uh, at Sandown and enjoy the couple of weeks off and uh, we'll chat to you soon, hopefully, well, on the driver's seat.
5: Well done, mate. Good job. Thanks, guys.
1: Speak to you soon. Bye. Shane Van Gisbergen here on uh, the driver's seat. Jeez, it's, he's going to be hard to beat, isn't he?
5: He's fast, like he's fast, yeah. and he hasn't stopped racing. He's been, obviously, he always goes to New Zealand at the end of the year. He hasn't stopped driving. He won New Zealand Grand Prix from Pit Lane. I mean, <laughs> yeah. the dude's a freak, seriously. Um, you know, and that's and that's obviously an open-wheel car, and I, I don't think he's done that many races, in it apart from Formula Ford, in an open-wheel car, so um, with Aero, and he's just jumped in that and pulled off a win. I mean, just phenomenal.
1: Going through some more of these texts here on the old temper text line, and you can get involved too, 0433981116. uh This one, put your name on them too. We always keep saying this, uh, pop your names on because I'd love to give credit to some of these. Uh, Giz drove the wheels off it all weekend. Let's not take anything away from what was a flawless drive. You'd have to say it oh. was pretty flawless. Well,
5: wasn't I would have thought so. I mean, he <laughs> qualified third on Saturday.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he qualified
3: third, mate, but he... he That middle stint, I think it was on Sunday, where he he did about six or eight laps. They were just quali lap after quali lap after quali lap, and I think he even said himself that it was it was just an amazing rig to drive. So, yeah, I I mean, I know I picked um, I picked Chazzy to win the championship, and and he I'll tell you what, he put up an
5: absolutely phenomenal weekend in speed as well, mate. That didn't surprise me, but that you know really really enlightened me on to just how strong they're going to be.
3: Well, I think in the championship, mate, if you look at it, uh, it's SVG's P1 and, and Chazzy's P2. So we're on the money, which is good. We're uh, we're currently early pickers. We're doing well.
5: And now we're about to speak to P3 in the championship soon, aren't we, Yeah, we certainly are. We've got a massive show for you <laughs> on the driver's seat.
1: We've got Mark Winterbottom coming up. We have got Barry Ryan from Erebus Motorsport. He's going to be joining us for a chat as well. Making sure that the delay button works. Uh, yep, that's <laughs> it. Certainly does. But uh, one more text, which I, I think I'll leave to you boys uh, to address before we get to the break and get to Frosty on the other side of this. Poor pit strategy, as usual from Tickford, ruined the race for Cam. I've well, I, I got to say that's a bit more than Tickford. way more
5: than just that. It's way more than two seconds of fuel. Let me or two two liters of fuel. Let me tell you those, as Matty alluded to those. Qualifying laps that Shane did in that middle stint was what got him into the position uh, to be that close when Cam come out of the pits. Yeah, but I,
3: I, I we'll talk about Tickford a little bit later on because I, I think I've got an early bomb to drop. Ooh. There. Oh. Yeah, so we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that
1: later. We, Well, we have got plenty to talk about here on the driver's seat. Remember, if you want to get in touch, O four double three ninety-eight eleven sixteen is the number. This is the driver's seat. As always, we do it thanks to Kubota. Kubota implements Crone, Great Planes, implementing a great partnership. Shane Van Gisbergen here was our feature interview thanks to Ryko Filters, RC mechanic for Rico Filters, the professional's choice. We'll be back in just a moment with the one and only Mark Winterbottom here on The Driver's Seat. The
2: Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota Implements. Chrome, great planes, implementing a great
1: partnership. Well, let's, sorry about that, everyone. I just realised I didn't have buttons pushed.
5: <laughs> oh, thanks, Nimsy. a oh, just...
3: phantom button pusher. Well
1: done, Nimsy. That was professional. There we go. Uh, <laughs> sorry, apologies to anyone and any off-air alarms that have gone off. Uh, what has happened is we have to explain that we're all in different studios today. <laughs> so I'm That's in Sydney. Funny. So Steve's in Sydney. He's all good to go. He's ready to go. I'm looking at him on the cameras in Sydney just and he's just like, come on, what are you waiting for? <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> do you know what that felt like? You know, when you, have
3: you ever left your mobile phone somewhere, like in a taxi or whatever, and then you've gone in the door and gone, <gasps> Where's my mobile? That's what that felt like right then when there was I'm nothing. Like, I couldn't hear a thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, yes. Uh, welcome back to anyway. the driver's seat. Uh, we do it, Thank as always. Thanks to our mates at Kubota. Thank you to Shane Van Gisbergen for jumping on board. Uh, we'll catch up with Mark Winterbottom in just a moment. But, uh, boys, uh, a big day at the office for you, Stephen Johnson. We'll uh, touch on that. Uh, Matt, do you want to quickly recap while I call Frosty? You can do that. Uh, Stevie J, I would like to know, as would...
3: Listeners all around Australia, how did you get excluded from race
5: two at TCM at Bathurst? Well, Matthew, we actually (laughs) weighed and we went underweight. Underweight. (laughs)
3: Tell, tell, Believe is it that or not. the first time that's ever happened
5: in your correct. career that you've correct. got underweight in a race car? Very correct. Very correct. Now, I know you're Cause... laughing because you <laughs> sent me a hamburger emoji. <laughs> look, look, I'm just going right?
1: to interrupt because someone has actually texted in. Hi, guys. Any chance of asking Stevie J how he felt being called underweight
5: on the weekend? But he did a I great thought, recovery job until his flat tire. I, uh, how did I feel getting called underweight? I felt abused actually I felt abused. Um, no, it was just weird. I mean, it was a very strange situation. Um, we weigh as we come in after every race, especially if you're in the top three, we finished second after race one, we weighed in and we were 6.5 kilos overweight. So over our minimum, which was fine. You know, I like to be between six and 10 kilos over our minimum just to, it's not like go-karts where you need to be a kilo. Um, didn't change a thing started with actually two kilos more fuel in race two than race one mm-hmm. everything's same the car same myself myself the same I didn't I didn't spend an extra hour on the toilet or something the day before or Ooh. that morning um, so we did the race uh, finished third came in and weighed and all of a sudden we were uh, seven and a half kilos under our minimum weight but actually 14 kilos lighter than the day before wow. so We can't explain it. Don't know why. I weighed a few times, and there was was about three different readings on the scales that we went across. So it wasn't that accurate. Um, Anyway, so went to the stewards, put up our case, showed them everything, and they really couldn't do anything about it. So it got excluded from race two. We put 15 kilos of lead in the (laughs) calf after race two for race three because of that issue. And lo and behold, we did the race. Even though we had the tire blowout, we had to put a new tire on, went down to the scales. And we are actually 15 kilos heavier than we were on the first race, which is when we were perfect weight, six and a half over. So we're actually uh, 21 and a half kilos overweight. So I, you know what? There was, there's some thing that wasn't right with the scales and yeah, that's the first time I've ever been caught underweight. Especially was... even, even, even as a rookie in go karts <laughs> when I'm six years old, I was 40 kilos overweight, so far out. Okay, well, uh, we, I'm sure the uh, the stewards weren't the only one questioning when underweight came up there, but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> they were very sympathetic of me. Let me tell we can see there's an issue here, Stephen. I said, thank you very much. <laughs> well,
1: look, we've got to get to our guest for the evening. He is uh, one of our interviews, thanks to Ryco Filters, asking mechanic for Ryco Filters, the professional choice. But as always on the driver's seat, we can't get to someone without a fancy intro, so...
5: Hold your breath, Australia! Frosty has had the
4: big fight here, and he went punch for punch. Mark Winterbottom will win the
2: Super Chief Auto Bathurst 1000 with Stega Richards! The
3: 2015 V8 Supercars Champion, Mark Winterbottom! for him. Great
1: job guys at Tools. I know that he has got a very decorated career, but I still just want to always bring up that wonderful TikTok video that he's in. But please welcome back to the driver's (laughs) seat, the one and only Mark Winnabottom.
0: Oh, is this a motorsport interview? I thought we were um, talking dancing guys. (laughs) But uh... (laughs) But, uh, I do more than dance, but um, that was a good one, that TikTok. I might have to re- revisit it and go
5: again it's um it's in demand <laughs> <for the> <laughs> it's in demand and the funny thing was watching when i watched that tiktok video it's a uh, very very different dance to what i've seen mark and i'm doing in the past years. let me give you the tip <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee,
0: i've been hanging around the kids too long
5: <laughs> hey frosty mm-hmm. last week uh
3: we were doing our predictions for who was going to end up where this year and we yep. sort of did it in the in the in the manner of a share a, 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 like a share market type deal. Share market, yeah. do you buy do you sell do you hold and i said team 18 buy buy lots yeah. of because <laughs> you guys you guys are on the upswing and you proved it over the weekend what a sensational effort first up for 2021
0: 20, yeah um oh, it was a great weekend to uh, to roll up um yeah, it's, it's un, yeah, unknown. That's the thing. Like, we finished last year in particular very tough. Just a year in general for uh, for everyone, you know, as, as well as the Victorian team's been on the road for so long as well. Um, but, yeah, rolling up to round one, um, yeah, unsure. So, the the goal was to make the shootout um, one, if not both days, which we did. So, once we did that, it was like, okay, so it's box uh, six. And then... Um, yeah, two top 10s was probably the start and, and effectively we got two top five. So, uh, yeah, really strong weekend. And um, it's been building, but you go into Christmas and always unsure about how much you've improved, how much the other team's improved. And, um, you know, a lot of driver swaps, engineer swaps and all that sort of stuff. So you're always anxious that round one. So to get it in the bag and to be quite competitive. And to be honest, the car wasn't, fantastic at uh, at Bathurst, but it was good enough to, to do what we did. So I think we've got a lot of scope to improve as well, which everyone does, but that's by no means our, our peak. So, yeah, all in all, great weekend. And, um, uh, yeah, Team 18's definitely a good vibe and a good feel and, and a good start. So, um, yeah, it's it's good time to bet Team 18.
5: Mark, when, when uh, obviously, Scotty Pike come board at the start of last year, I mean, how much... Obviously, you were there on your own uh, in 2019. How much do you contribute the improvement uh, to the team um, and the results down to having another guy there that's fast, someone that you can actually bounce ideas from and actually develop stuff together and and work on stuff together?
0: Yeah, it it works quite well. But um, the the year, you know, when I joined there, there was one car and it it grew very quickly. And um, going to two cars, you had to regroup Uh, Find double the amount of staff, um, and you've got to get quality people, so it's really tough. So, it was a big job getting a lot of the recruitment in place to get that set up the infrastructure. You know, Charlie getting another car and sponsors and all that sort of side. But I felt like we were going okay, and then COVID hit and we went on the road, and I felt like that dismantled our progress a little bit of of where we were. So, um, you know, having another car is always fantastic, but. Uh, we're also lucky, I guess, with the Triple Eight deal as well, having um, their feedback and, and that side. But uh, the big thing for us over Christmas was the fact that we went to our own workshop, um, pulled the cars apart. My thing was quite wounded last year, so I couldn't actually copy anyone's setup um, because of a yeah couple of dramas I had on my car. So we got a freshen up. Now both both cars make a lot of sense and. Um, I feel like it's more a two car team now than what we could use it for for last year. So, um, yeah, it's always the right model. Two cars always better than one and, um, and and it's working really well. And I feel like our recruiting has been really strong too. There's no personal position in the team that you'd think there was someone else there, you know, someone else out there that you'd replace. So I'm, I'm wrapped with where we are and, and, uh, you know two strong cars two strong sponsors and uh and a happy boss it's um it's a, it's a good situation to be in
3: and i i mean i i know you just mentioned recruiting I, I want to talk about richard holway because he was obviously a stalwart at grm for many 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 years very very smart guy um uh, basically took last year off because of the grm situation it's all, It's never just one person. It's always a conglomerate of people. But what has he added from a, a head of engineering perspective? What has he added to the team?
0: Uh, he's fantastic. And, and it's funny, you know, you have these guys that you've been in the sport for so long and he's been in the sport for so long, but you've never crossed paths. And actually, Tickford tried to get him for about three or four years there back when I was in those days. So there's been hints of his name being around and, and getting to work with him, but never having the opportunity. And... Him coming across, um, he's very practical and obviously he's very clever, but he's he, he's very practical. So now on the weekend, uh, you know, Silk Heat on one car, um, Manuel my engineer on my car, he just looked over the top and literally knew to the nth millimeter what's in that car, what's in your car, and it really, really felt good. So um, plus his contributing ideas, he's the the um, liaison between us and Triple Eight. Uh, he did my data on the weekend as well. So um, he, he's, yeah, he, he's very, very clever. I'm, I'm surprised at how, I guess, practical he is because you get engineers that are clever, um, that lack a bit of practicality and very practical, but not the maths engineer. And you need to complement them all. And um, he's really slotted in well. So, I'm, I'm yeah, wrapped you there. But we've got a lot of GRM guys, ironically, on our team. My engineers from GRM, um, my New mechanic that just come on board is GRM, Cross is GRM, so they're all new people uh, as such, but they've all worked together, so um, it's a good feel as well.
3: I can hear it in your voice. You're pumped up. You're, you're feeling excited about the year. We haven't heard this from Mark Winterbottom for a number of years, so I'm I'm really pleased about that. And and talking about being pumped up, Sandown now is coming up, and it's a place that you do really well at. You've had a couple of wins there. I think you've been in the top five like 13 times. Yeah, um, out, of,
1: out of 23 starts, which is pretty yeah, damn good. Not
3: bad, <laughs> eh? So it's it's a, it's a good place for you. You're feeling confident that, you know, you you guys might actually jag a podium here.
0: Yeah, I feel good. Um, And I feel like this championship this year kind of suits because um, Sandown, Tassie, um, Townsville and Pukakoe are probably my favourite tracks on the calendar for... For results and maybe throw in Perth as well. So I'm, I'm liking the rounds that are coming up. But um, but you know what it's like. You, you get in a car and uh, yeah, you can hustle it. You can drive it. You can have some fun and you get rewarded. And and that's that's really enjoyable. But I feel like two years of really hard work into you know into Charlie's is now paying off. And it's early days, but uh, you know I think if we can not make mistakes and uh, improve, then um, you know, come December, you never know what's going to happen. So, uh, yeah, really excited. And, and I really enjoyed the weekend. It was, it was good fun, not just cause you got results, but when you make changes with the car and it makes sense, that's really cool because now I feel like we've built a toolbox, um, you know, of, of ammo when we have problems in the car and it's, uh, yeah, it's a really good feeling where I haven't had that for a while. So yeah, it really enjoyable and can't wait to stand down. It's, um, at least you know you're in Victoria, you know you're sleeping in your own bed and uh, and you're going to go racing, so it's, it's going to be good.
5: Hey, mate, just quickly, I want to touch on before we got to go, um, Bathurst, because, and not, not the one that we've just had, the one in uh, in October, but um, you've got Mock Caruso that's been named as your co-driver this year, and with Bathurst just being a one-off sole enduro, how important is it to have someone like the calibre of Robbo that can come in do the job. We know he's fast. He's very experienced, um, and and keep you on your toes.
0: Well, you know it's funny. I, I've raced him for years, and I thought I did. You ever him put him on his driving. lid in go
5: karts? Did you ever, did you ever <laughs> f- fence him in go karts? I haven't, but um,
0: <laughs> but we may go higher karting. You never know. But it's funny, you know. You 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 break your opposition down, and I try and do that. Um, and I and I think I've got a read on most people in the category, but he he. He rocks up, and we get along really well. He was there on the weekend, um, and it felt like the Bathurst 1000. He had his head in the door every session, every time I come in, um, and and he's so hungry to do well. So I'm I'm really, really lucky to have him, and and he's like me. He's in that same age bracket where you're you're not trying to, I guess, win it on lap one. You you know what you need to do. So, um, yeah, I'm really happy, and he's actually really happy as well because he wanted an environment that, sort of suits him. He's upbeat and um quite passionate and emotion. So uh it it suits really well. So he did a seat pause said it fits like a glove. That was my only concern and um he can touch the pedals and turn the wheel where are uh, we came on.
1: I'll tell you Frosty the only thing I'd be worried about is that uh is the um is the the, uh, the gear shift, mate, that could be the only thing that might
0: change a <laughs> when little he, When he drove the car on the test day, he said the gear shift down's a bit slow. And I went, "Wow, hey. <laughs> I've seen him in car, but um, he can drive. He, he drove the car good on the test day and he'll get another few test days before Bathurst and, uh, and off we go. So he's coming to Sandown as well. So he's got a Guernsey there and uh, he's a big part of the team. It's, it's really cool.
1: Well, as as Maddie mentioned before, you know, Team 18 seems to be one to buy into at the moment. And uh, it is great to see you third in the championship. You've got a track that's, you know, you're well versed with coming up. But uh, Frosty, we thank you for taking a bit of time to chat with us here in the driver's seat, mate. Hopefully it won't be the first time. Uh, it won't be the last time this year. But uh, go well at Sandown and uh, all the best.
0: Can't wait. Thanks, guys. Cheers.
1: Mark Winterbottom there. And you can really tell he's absolutely chuffed uh, with what's going on at Team 18 right now.
3: Oh, you can you can hear it in his voice, you know. There's a he's up to coin a footy term. He's up and about, isn't he? He's um, I yep. remember a couple of years ago when we spoke to him, it was like someone had smacked his bum and taken his favourite lollipop. But now, this year, straight off the bat, I know it's early in the year, but he he does. He
1: sounds up and about. It's it's funny you mention that because someone's actually Stephen has actually sent through, and I know it's it's not your number, Steve, because I can see you on the camera. <laughs> uh, haven't seen Frosty looking so happy. Totally changed the guy from his F, FPV guys. FPV days. Team must be gelling and great to see. Yeah,
5: yeah. I, and, I and Matty, you 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 did touch on it. You can really tell when someone's legitimately excited and upbeat about what they're doing. They're enjoying their job, um, you know. And it, I know people say, "Well, how can you not enjoy racing a supercar?" But you know, it's like it's like you know, any day. You know that you get bad days, you get good days. If you're not in a good environment, you're not going to enjoy it. And mm. he's in a good environment at the moment and and you're right too some days you can
1: you've done your job for 10 years you've done it perfectly all those 10 years and then sometimes you make a stupid mistake like not putting your microphone on uh... (laughs) (laughs) Or re-entering
3: dangerously on the circuit a la Andre Heimgartner on the weekend. Oh, that was was
1: bad. That was very bad bad. there. (laughs) But uh, we'll touch on that. All A big, big show. We've still got another guest coming here on the driver's seat. Barry Rohn will join us in just a moment. You're listening to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Kubota implements Crone Great Plains implementing a great partnership.
2: The driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for
1: Kubota implements Crone Great Plains. Planes, implementing a great partnership. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it as always. Thanks to Kubota. Kubota implements Crone Great Plains implementing a great partnership. Uh, we're just trying to get in touch with Barry Ryan at the moment. But uh, before we do, before we get to that, we might as well bring this up. Let, let's get to if you could flick it to your sheet, guys. Uh, <laughs> let's do. What are we going to do here? Let's do the. When we do the power rankings for the first time round. Sure. Here we go. In power rank. <laughs> This is the Driver's Seat Power Rankings. As I've mentioned before, we are all in different studios, which is making it a little bit uh, interesting today. Uh, a couple of techs coming through. I have never... Oh, I already read that one. I've never been a Frosty fan, but great to see him and his team moving forwards. He's worked hard going to a small, underachieving team. So it does seem that the waters are changing and people are coming around to Erwin Racing, doesn't it?
3: Yeah, I, I mean... Look, we, we all have opinions on who our favourite race teams are and our race drivers are and team owners, Steve Johnson, that sort of thing. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, look, they started out of nowhere a couple of years ago and uh, they've had some personnel changes and maybe they're just getting the secret herbs and spices right. Maybe they've just got that recipe right and they might do some amazing things this year. But it's going to be good to
1: watch. Yeah, it certainly will be. But uh, in case you don't know what the drive-seat power rankings are, it is basically exactly like the Brownlow medal uh, or the Dally m After each round, Matt and Steve will hand out 3 t one votes for the best performer on track. Let's look at the previous winners uh, since we've done it the past couple of years. The 2020 power rankings winner was Scott McLaughlin with 27 votes. Uh, he... P2 came in with Shane Van Gisbergen on 21 votes and Cameron Waters on 14 votes. So pretty close in 2020. But how about 2019 for the power rankings? Scott McLaughlin. Well, actually, let's start off P3. Chaz Mostert with 15 votes. P2 on 26 votes is Shane Van Gisbergen. And P1 on 45 votes was Scott McLaughlin. That was in his dominant 2019. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, who wants to go first, boys, for the first round of power rankings?
5: I'll go first. You go I'll first. Go first. Hey, but can because I just Matt, clarify something? Man always Nimsy. steals my answers.
3: <laughs> Nimsy, I'll just say one thing. Yep. It's nowhere near as prestigious as the Deli M or the Brown light <laughs> Just saying.
1: <laughs> nowhere near it. <laughs> well, well, no one needs to know that. Fake it till you make it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but let's start
5: off with uh, you, Stephen. Oh, I'm going to give... Do you want me to start at one or three? Uh, we'll go with one. One. Okay. I'm going to give one point to our little mate Frosty who was just online. Mm -hmm. I think he, as we just alluded to, he did a super job. The team's doing a great job. They're fast. Scotty Pye was fast too, had a little bit of bad luck. So uh, I think that, um, yeah, that's definitely, you know, they're going to be a a decent force this year um, and you'll regularly see them up the front, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay. Two votes? Two points. Two votes. You know, I was very, very... um, uh, no, I wouldn't say reserved, but I was, I was just, I was tied upon two people, um, and Chaz Mozzie was one, and I, I haven't gone Chaz Mozzie's way. Uh, I've actually gone the way of Tim Slade oh, in yes. the Blanchard Racing Team, and uh, I think that you know, I know people say, oh, how can you give two points to someone that crashed and they didn't race on Sunday? Well, the the effort that they put in and the and the results they were achieving. For a brand new race team that didn't even exist three months ago, was just phenomenal. Um, you know, Timmy Blanchard uh, and the crew, his dad John and everybody else, they've they've done a super job there. Timmy Slade was just on fire. They literally um, made something out of nothing. You know, and and the funnily enough is, you know, people say oh, I made a mistake and all that sort of thing. Well. Yes and no. Um, there is a notorious issue with sometimes with these gearboxes that if when you go down a gear, they don't actually go down a gear, they go into what we call a false neutral. Now, that's what happened to Tim. And then when he went back for a second go at the gear, it actually went into first rather than second. So that's something that if you recall back, Maddie, uh, at the 1000 in practice, that happened to uh, Scotty McLaughlin. And Scotty crashed at that same spot Absolutely. in practice. Uh, with the exact same issue that Tim Slade had, obviously not as detrimental as what Slade's uh, issue was, but Scotty uh, Mac um, had the, the exact same issue. So, and the funny laugh, his co-driver was Tim Slade, who was watching from the pits. Mm. So, um, yeah, so that's that's what happened there. Uh, and three points for me goes to SVG because just you know, super effort. I know we always keep giving the winner, um, you know, the three points, but I just think, how can you not? How can the you fault had, him? Yeah, exactly. The dude had. P three, P one in qualifying. Um, the car was nowhere near on Friday practice, just quietly um, early in the piece. But then they tuned that thing up, and you know he was fast. And I expect him and that team in um, in Triple Eight to carry that on to the next round because they have always been notoriously super fast at Sandown as well.
1: All right, Matty, we'll turn to you. I'm I'm
3: was going down the same track as you um well, I'm gonna give Tim Blanchard one one point.
1: You mean because Slady? they were just
3: Yeah, sorry, yep. Tim Slay. Tim uh Tim Slade it's very from confusing. Tim Blanchard
1: racing. Bathurst for, one, for the an Bathurst, idiot. The it's Bathurst one thousand is going to be just, just <laughs> <laughs> keeping track which Tim's in the car is going to be ridiculous.
3: Yeah, so I'm gonna give him one point because you're right, Steve J. I thought he did it. They up until that one moment, he they as a team they were doing a sensational job and Tim was withstanding was the pressure beautifully and doing a great job. Here's one out of left field, and I would say this is his debut in the Penrite Power Rankings. Yep, I would say. Can I guess? Yes, you mm, can. Bryce Forward. No, oh, no, because okay. we've given him points before. Yeah, Zane Goddard.
1: Yeah, that yeah. is very much out of uh, left field. Zane
3: yep. Goddard from Matt Stone Racing. His two results over the weekend. I think he got. 13th in race one, and I think 16th in race two, beating guys like Jack LeBrock, Todd Hazelwood, Fabian Coulter. I know he's in a Team Sydney Cup, but I'm just saying. <laughs> though That team did a really, really good job over the weekend. In fact, both of the guys, uh, Jake as well, he was stuck together with Zane all weekend, 16th and 17th in race two, and I think 13th and 14th in uh, race one. So I thought those boys did a sensational job. For Yellow Cover Racing, Matt Stone Racing, well done, boys! Great job, and and, I'm, and well, yes, but I didn't want to seem, you know, like I was flying the flag. But anyway, yes, <laughs> Kubota on the car, I will and do it here. <laughs> uh, SVG three points because yep. you're right, Steve. How can you fault that weekend? It was a
1: ripper. Yeah, it was really, really good. Uh, on the text line too with uh, Tom from Toowoomba. Hello, Hooray, Tommy. Tommy. <laughs> like in the fact, that multiple teams seem to be a chance to pick up a win this year. It is actually, it's refreshing, uh, yeah. isn't it?
3: Yep, absolutely. Yep. Not as, and I and I think Tommy, you're right. But I think you know we saw that last year with some people because of that cockamamie stupid tyre, soft tyre, hard like tyre yes. rule, where it was all manufactured results. But this year, I think Tommy, we're going to see it on genuine pace uh, with a bit of strategy, and um, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. But I think you're right.
1: Yeah. Keep your texts coming through. Oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen is the number if you'd like to get in touch here on the driver's seat. I'll give Barry Ryan another call during the break, and uh, we'll see if he picks up. But you listen to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota Implements, Crone, Great Plains, and you. Together, we're implementing a great partnership. The Driver's Seat with
2: Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota Implements. Crone, Great Plains, implementing a great partnership.
1: Welcome back to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we're building Australia. Uh, I just sent one of those, you know, those 10-second text-to-speeches thing that popped up? Yep. Uh, So hopefully Barry will get that when he turns his phone on or when he gets into reception. And hopefully it's deciphered. It's not just like "Hi, Nims, Stephen Johnson, McKeldin." Uh, maybe, maybe he's on the simulator. <laughs> I somehow doubt that one. He, he said that he was never getting back on that thing after the E series <laughs> that he did. Yes, but in terms of our next guest, I think Scaphy put it best.
5: Oh, in defence, that's massive. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I could. I reckon Nimsy, you could. And play that out of a half a dozen times that I can remember, actually, probably more, and it would always sound the same. I think well, there was maybe one at uh, Homebush that sounds very similar to that. <laughs> well,
1: in case we need it, we've got a variety of Scafies. He's
3: in the fence, they're both
2: in the they're all in the fence. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, how do you what? like your scampi? Which is all. Serve it up
3: however you like,
1: it. and it always goes good with a side dish of this.
3: I hit the wall. Uh, coffee, Max. <laughs> oh, I wonder if that's what it sounded like with Tim the other day uh, on the phone to Tim Blanchard.
1: Side note, though, how awful did it look for? Uh, in fact, you know what? You know what we're going to do. Let's get straight into our Bendix Breaks big moments.
2: Now on the driver's seat, another Bendix Brakes big moment. Put your foot down with confidence. Bendix Brakes.
1: Yeah, if you want cleaner wheels, fit a Bendix Brakes. And as always, you can join us on the text line via the temper text 981116. Temper is a mattress like no other. Uh, But let's talk about uh, the highs and lows for cool drive racing on the Saturday because my, oh my, Uh, when you saw Timmy Slade just a couple of seconds off, Getting pole in the first round when they were a brand new team. What did you boys think? I mean, because I was just a couple like tense, not well, a
3: couple of seconds, a couple yeah. of tenths of seconds. Yeah,
1: exactly. First off, I was thinking, oh look, the driver's seat good luck charm yeah. has worked perfectly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I
3: think if you check, I think if you check your text message, boys, that's exactly what I said. <laughs> exactly. Now, look, they they were they were batting hard above their average. Stevie J, they were they have come out as this you know mixed bunch of newly glued people together in a car that. You know, it is relatively familiar to Tim, but man, they screwed that buggy together beautifully and he was driving it beautifully. And then that mistake, which ironically, as I'm sitting here in the studio on Fox Sports, is exactly what's on television. (laughs) Uh, And it was heartbreaking. I mean, it was, it's, It's. okay, we we race cars, right? We're not curing cancer, we're not doing it. But when you see that after a guy, Stevie J, who's been out for 12 months, is having a plum, plum debut in that team. And then that happens. That was hard to watch.
5: It was. It was very hard to watch. And um, you know, ironically, he was chasing uh, chasing Will Davison down, and that was actually the car that Will Davison drove mm. at twenty three Red, wasn't it? So yeah, it was. Um, it was very hard to see. And I think what was even even more destroying when you watch it is, you didn't actually need to hear anything. You didn't need to hear an interview you just needed to see Tim Slade sitting on that wall after he got out of the car. Um, Just, you could actually almost see his thoughts. You know what I mean? It was, it was gut wrenching. It was, it was
3: like he had tears. It was
1: really, it was. And the worst part about it was, because I think he knew that, you know, you look at what happened to Will, Will Brown during practice. That was awful too, but they did the overnight rebuild and he was able to redeem himself later on the weekend. But Slady, that was it. It was one and done. He didn't have a second chance, and it was nope. so close. And it went from uh, from you know the highs and lows in literally a split second.
3: Yes, he went he went from the penthouse to the something house. You know what that is? <laughs> Outhouse. Uh, yes, that's it. And uh, you know they've had to they've packed up early. They've gone back to Melbourne. They're now going to transplant into all the good gear into uh, another chassis for Sandown. And uh, you know he, you know if he if it had been Stevie J a debut where they were mid pack and they hadn't really lit the world on fire and they were struggling with this and that you'd say, boy, that's just a, what are those guys have got a road ahead of them? But to do what he did and what the team did together, you walk away from it and you go, you know what? He had a big accident. That's really unfortunate, but that team and that car and that driver combination has got some real potential for
1: 2021. Yeah, it certainly does. And I don't. I knew we were all sort of hoping, you know. Oh, they'll be. They might be mid pack, but I just want to quickly show you guys a text that we've just got in on the line. Can you can you read that? They're all They're gone. All... <laughs> They're all gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was quite good. Pop uh, your name on that. Whoever sent that one through, because <laughs> it's very very funny. Oh, so uh, but yes, look, it, it was pretty heartbreaking, and. And Steve, you you know from having done some stuff outside of the team last year with Slade. I mean, the bike should have been on the grid last year, but unfortunately, it just didn't work out that way, did it?
5: No, and it's it's uh, that's just the we've we've spoken about this on 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 air. It's just a sign of the times with regard to um, budgets and money and this and that. You know, and it was unfortunate, and, and that's what happens. So I'm just I'm stoked that he's got the drive. He's proven that he's fast enough and still good enough to be there and be, you know, a top runner. So I think that, you know, it's it's just deserves that he's there. It's definitely not just deserves what happened at Bathurst. So I really expect them to come out firing at Sand and even though they're going to be in a spare older chassis. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually had a really good chat to Timmy Blanchard on the Sunday uh, while the main supercars race was on. And he said to me, yes, it's an older chassis, but, you know, they're basically all the same. They're, all the car of the future chassis are the same. He says, we'll still be able to bolt the good stuff in it. We're going to rebuild this car uh, and then we'll fix that chassis and bring that back, you know, in two or three rounds time. So I, I really expect them to be on on the money at stand down because those Tickford cars are very, very fast at the moment.
3: I tell you who deserves an award, boys and girls. Who's that? The boys and girls that stand in that flag marshal post uh, point, right mm. where Timmy Slade Scotty Mack, Chaz Mostert went in. Every time someone has Steve a jump Johnson. there, stay, did you go? Did you go in there?
5: Well, I didn't go in there, but I was a part of the 1998 uh, Forest Elbow pileup when I was driving with the old man. Um, uh-huh. right. And I was, I was actually on that side, hard on that side. Basically, almost stopped, and then I got wiped out from from behind. But yeah, Stevie J was in an accident right there, there you too. Go.
3: So uh, those flag marshals are the bravest flag marshals in the country because mm. if you stand there, there's better than a fair chance, clearly, history shows, that you're going to have a V8 supercar hurtling towards your chin <laughs> at about 190k an hour. So well done yeah. to them. Congratulations to them and but it's, uh, thank I think, goodness and, they were safe.
5: Yeah, and I think a lot of uh, people have commented that, really. That flag point... They probably should put a bit of money towards moving that maybe up the track, maybe a hundred or so meters, so that you can still see them coming around the corner. If something happens, they hit further down, but they, I think that flag points in that position, so they can see all the way down to the sort of almost the apex of Forest yeah. Elbow. But um, as as long as they can just, if they can just move that back a little bit, make another. I know it's a, a mountain and it's very steep behind it, but add another man. one, rather than yeah, just add another bit, one, add another, add another flag point, or you know the digital
3: the digital signs they put on the side mm. uh, to cause that, you know, if I were watching on TV and, and my wife or husband or, or partner or whatever was standing on that flag point,
1: that's, oh, that's be, a hairy place to stand. Yeah. You'd be sitting there uh, on the edge of your seat, wouldn't you?
3: Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So I think they, they're very good on safety at Mount Panorama. They're always looking for ways to make it safer. And I think uh, usually for the drivers, but in this instance, they need to have a good look at that Marshall point and uh, bring it back, or duplicate it, or
1: do something. Yes, um, let, let us know what you think. Oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. A couple of texts have come in. We'll uh, touch on in just a moment on the Temper Text Line. But that was our Bendix brakes big moment. If you want cleaner wheels? Fit Bendix brakes. You got to say though, like out of all of those quote unquote Tickford cars, Cam, yes, Cam did get pole, but you'd, you'd argue that Sladey was the best, wouldn't you?
5: Well, in race trim, it yeah. was fast. I mean, uh, yes, but don't forget, Cam when had that power Tickford steering cars, issue. Former Tickford former car. Former Tickford car, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cam Cam had that power steering issue on, on the first race on Saturday as well, so it's sort of a little bit hard. Would have Slady been right there with him on the Sunday? Yeah, po- possibly, but how do you know? So it's mm. one of those things I think we're just going to have to keep an eye on through the year. That's it. And then, and then later on in the show, Tickford Racing.
1: A McKeldon bomb is coming. Oh, there you go. We'll look forward to that one. It is the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Kubota implements Crone Great Plains implementing a great partnership. The
2: driver's seat with Matt McKeldon and Stephen Johnson for Kubota implements Crone Great Plains implementing a great partnership.
1: Welcome back to the driver's seat. As always, we do it thanks to our mates at Kubota. Kubota implements Crone Great Plains implementing a great partnership. Uh, we'll get to uh, some text here at the moment on the... Temper text line, 04 Uh I think this one's in re- reference to Will Brown, uh, his massive shunt on the Friday. The magic of WD-40.
3: <laughs> 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 Fixes anything. Well, well played.
1: <laughs> I thought that one was yeah. pretty funny. uh this one's from Wayne. Uh Eris are going to be repairing a lot of cars this season.
3: Very yeah. possibly, Wayne. Particularly, and it's and it's a and it's a great uh it's a great thing to say. I oh, know that's not great English, but it is a great thing to say because if you remember 12 months ago when Anton Di Pasquale wiped his car at Turn 8 in Adelaide, mm-hmm. uh, Very Barry hard Ryan too. gave him absolute curry. He said, trying too hard. We're going to have to calm him down, blah, 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 blah. What a difference 12 months makes because when Will Brown does it, it was oh, you know, the kid was having a go and, you know, can't ask much for much more than that and we want him to have a go. So if that's the attitude that they're going to take with both Kostecki and Will, yes, they may very well
1: be fixing
3: a ton of cars.
1: Yeah, 100% there. Uh, look, here's another one too from Tom in Hobart. Uh, Scafie, what a wordsmith. Side note, why did he and Crumpo start calling fans customers 5,000 times over the weekend?
3: Great question, Tom.
1: Yeah, it is, isn't it? Anyone got an answer to that? Um, look, I, it was very strange. It was incredibly strange. And look, I, I get it. We're all uh, we're all, um, you know, what, what, what's the word? Technically, fans. yeah, we are all fans, and mm-hmm.
3: we're all customers, especially you, because you've got every team shirt and bar runner and hat and <laughs> this is all true. that kind of stuff, Nimsy. So, <laughs> this is I, look, I, I tell you who answered it very nicely and succinctly, Tom, uh, Peter Raditon, who owns Boost Mobile. He said. Uh, a customer is something, someone who buys something. A fan who is a, is a devotee mm. and a uh, and loyal to a sport. And we need both. So I, I think Skafe and Neil on wheels should have said customers and fans. Yeah. Hey,
5: Nemzy, I just got a sneaking suspicion. If we rang Barry Ryan now, he's going to answer.
1: I thought that uh, might be the case too. So we'll get to a quick break. We'll give Baz a call and we'll chat to him on the other side of this. You're listening to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Kubota implements Crone Great Plains, implementing a great partnership. The
2: driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota implements Crone Great Plains, implementing
1: a great partnership. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. I'll tell you what, I've got a very red face at the moment, which is hard, <laughs> as you boys know, that for me to have a, <laughs> red, a, a red face. Because, look, we had this teed up uh, about half an hour ago to get Barry Ryan on the show. I was calling, calling, and I couldn't get through.
5: And Messaging, you sending some very bad messages. I was not sending very bad <laughs> messages, just quietly.
1: And it turns out, Stephen, I was texting the wrong number. So, <laughs> so please welcome to the driver's seat with our, well, my sincerest apologies, the one and only <laughs> Barry Ryan. Uh,
5: G'day, Baz.
6: Hey, what's going on?
5: Well, apparently there's plenty going on on NIMS's phone. Uh, <laughs> not the biggest issue to... is he dragged, he dragged me away from the couch for all <laughs> watching Matt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, mate, obviously... Um, We're here to talk about uh, the weekend and... um, Unless you do want to do a maths recap. Yeah, (laughs) unless we do want to do a bit of a maths thing, (laughs) because I'm sure my wife's probably watching it in Brisbane as well on the Gold Coast, so... (laughs) Um, But um, moving forward, mate, like, it's uh, been a a bit of a tough ride for you at some Bathurst, isn't it? Like, you seem to be doing these overnight, full overnight rebuilds way, way too often. (laughs) Yeah,
6: I know. Yeah, it just keeps us in practice, I guess. We're just um, doing doing all nighters and having like ten minutes sleep is is something we're getting used to.
3: Um, Barry,
6: yeah,
3: it's a challenge, and I and I I wonder if this year, given your comments of, of when Will went in, you know, we saw twelve months ago with with uh, Anton in the wall that you were a bit a bit hazy on him for doing the turn hmm. eight Biff. And then uh, with Will this year, we said, you know, he's having a go. That's what you, you we want from the young fella to have a go. Um, yeah. Do you do you think? And I love that attitude. But do you think moving forward that uh that, that the Kostecki boy and uh, and Will might be a bit trophy or the trees? Do you slow them down or do you? What do you do in that situation?
6: Nah, definitely not going to slow them down. I just I just want them to go out there and drive as fast as I can. And you know if they. End up skipping off the road every now and again, and hopefully there's less stuff to hit at most tracks than <laughs> that is But yeah, yeah at, at the time, Will was third fastest, and you know he was still doing purple sectors or green sectors. And I'm never going to tell a driver to slow down as much as people think you should. Um, now, we've employed them as professional race car drivers, so I'm not going to treat them like kids and tell him to um, you know back off a bit. That's just not going to make them better.
5: Yeah, hundred percent. And also Brody making his first top ten shootout on Saturday, mate, which was just fantastic. Um, obviously just finishing outside the ten in P eleven yeah. in race one, but um, that's got to be. I mean, you know, he hasn't done. He's done miles, obviously, with you guys, but he hasn't done the miles of a lot of these other guys that have done uh over the years. And and for him to do that straight up, um, I mean, I know and you know and quite a few others know how talented he is, but. For him to get yeah. in and do that straight up, I mean, you've got to be happy. That's that's a pretty good debut, if you ask me.
6: No, it was just yeah, massively pr- impressive. And like you said, Brody's actually done a lot more than people know. And like he did one year over in America where he had 27 feature wins in a year. Like, you don't do that if you can't steer a car. So yeah. the biggest disappointment with Saturday was that we didn't deliver the pit stop he needed on Saturday. And realistically he should have popped out just behind Slade and we know what happened to Slade, so yeah. you know, fourth or fifth went big begging there and um, he could have genuinely got a you know top five, top six result and if if we didn't stuff up the pit stop.
3: Um, Barry, I may be holding a hand grenade that I'm about to pull the pin on and I'm not entirely <laughs> too sure, but I, I, I wanna roll I wanna roll back over the off season at the end of twenty twenty because it's a question, and a, and I noticed over the coverage, it didn't get asked a lot over the weekend. But um, there's been a lot of comment in various media about what has happened to your team through the end of 2020. We've seen sponsors go, engineers go, both drivers go, and there yep. is a perception out there that Erebus is a bit of it has been and is now a bit of a basket case. Um, <laughs> I want to hear from you, straight from the horse's yeah. mouth, why it isn't and uh, after the performance on the weekend why moving forward into 2021 all that talk of 2020 should just go away
6: yeah well, you know up till this point where our drivers have left and you know a couple of engineers we've had real st- stable crew like we haven't had anyone leave for you know four years so you know the more i looked at it on the weekend and the more i you know the weekend was so good the, the crew we've got now and the engineers and the drivers it's refreshing and the last two years i haven't actually really enjoyed because there's probably some decisions i needed to make two years ago but i didn't make trying to keep the team stable and you learn you live and learn by it but you know anton we sort of everybody knew he was going to go um dave yeah i can't say too much but dave just didn't really have a good 2020. it was a tough year for everyone and you know, remember, and people forget it was a it was a pandemic. We were on the road for 105 days, and the way we had to work was totally different um, between races than what we normally would. And I had to be probably a bigger, um, bigger boss than I've been the whole time I've been in the sport, and um, probably giving Dave a bit more discipline than he that he'd normally get because we usually just let him roam free because that's that's the way Dave needs to be and he couldn't he couldn't last year so we butted heads a couple of times and you know he he doesn't um handle confrontation real well and we um it just got to a point where he didn't want to deal with me and I didn't really want to deal with him and you know it's just he wanted to go another way and we just decided that it's best that if he doesn't want to be here we just let him go and we just mutually agreed to to part ways so it's disappointing like Betty said on the weekend we've never really got an adult reason why Dave's left. We we don't know exactly why he's left. But, um,
4: yeah.
6: you know, I want to forget that chapter. And, you know, we had a great time with Dave and we won Bathurst and nearly won it twice. And, you know, I've you, still got to have respect for the guy. And um, it's just a shame that it all happened. And, you know, as it is these days, engineers go with drivers. So Alistair was always going to go. And then, you know penright went and that was just i guess me not throwing anyone under the bus and other people throwing me under the bus that probably gave penright a bad taste and decided they wanted to follow dave so you know shit happens it's, it's a business nothing i can do about it now we'll just move on and um you know call it a rebuild call it what you want but we're pretty happy with where we are engineering wise team wise driver wise so um, probably rambled on enough, but I hope that makes a bit of sense.
1: Well, Barry, just talking about 2020 now, uh, full disclosure here. So I'm a paid-up Erebus member, and i got to say, 2020 was difficult for a lot of people, especially here in Melbourne. So to have you guys on the road, the thing that I really appreciated, you guys, because uh, there's a lot of member benefits that we get, like there's a Facebook group and whatnot. You guys were keeping us yeah. all in the loop and stuff like that. So what the perception might have been that, you know, oh, the, the team's falling apart. That group of fans was still always there. We were always still supporting it. We still got our membership packs. We were still following. And yeah, there was a couple of maybe cracks here and there. But like you sort of said, Mm. there, there was a lot of good that was also happening in that team in 2020.
6: Yeah, I think people probably had so much focus on Car9 and Dave's results that they forgot that nearly every session in 2020, Anton was top 5 to top 10, you know, he got a couple of podiums, won a race um, yeah, and he, he was up there, yeah, he finished 8th in the championship in the end, that was with a DNF at the first race in Adelaide, so he's, the car 99 side of the garage were really kicking goals, and you know, car 9 side of the garage was just there was no energy on that side of the garage, and um, it was something I couldn't fix, and you know, I hate not being able to fix things, so Sometimes to fix things, things are going to change. So mm-hmm. that's what happened.
5: Well, as we know, mate, the uh, everyone seems to focus on the bad. No one ever focuses on the yeah. good, especially media. And um, yeah. you know, so the bad stuff is always the stuff that gets the headlines. So that's what they yeah. run with. But, um, but well, Steve, uh, just go through go through Anton's stats there because they're in front of you. And
1: when you do look at the car ninety nine side, yep. you got three podiums. 17 out of 27 top 10s, yeah. a P1 uh, where he won at Hidden Valley. Uh, so you can't say that it was a bad year all up. No, no absolutely not. That was not. A, good, yeah. It was a, it was most, a very most, it was a, a
5: lot good of teams
4: year.
6: down pit lane would kill to have
4: a
5: year like that. Yeah. yeah, 100%. But also, you know, we were just touching before, Barry, on you guys moving forward and you're happy with... Um, what you've got now in in the way of team and personnel and engineering and, and drivers, um, obviously Will. We know we've spoken a lot about Will. You know, running TCR champion, he's won a lot of races, Toyota 86 series. Um, the dude's a little freak, but also um, guys personally that I know from behind the scenes, like your engineering group, like George Commons. He was my engineer uh, for quite a number of years at DJR. I know how good George is, George is, and he's come from yeah. uh, Kelly Racing as well. So um, you know. I, I really rate George, and I really uh, was very happy to see what he was doing within your organization there with Brody and working with Brody being such a smart uh, very clever uh, head, not only just driving but but with with mechanical stuff and everything I think they 're going to really work phenomenal together
6: yeah, well, they already are i've already got a massive respect for george he 's such a good genuine person and mm the biggest thing of you know from the weekend is that we've got two drivers that actually want to help each other they want to they want to get better by helping each other we've got we've got two or an engineering group now that there's, there's no individuals in it they actually all want to make the team better which we have been missing for a while and that's not throwing anyone under the bus it's just it hasn't been that environment and as a leader i haven't managed that good enough and I'll, I'll put my hand up with that but i'll learn by it and next time I, I won't be waiting two years to to change things if it's getting out of hand so you know george and young tom tommy's now an engineer at Wells car he's doing an awesome job he's just it's like we've let the reins go and he's he's just flourished and um with with george's support because tom yep. still needs a bit more experience but George has got that experience, and he's more than willing to help Tom learn, which is fantastic.
1: Well, Barry, look, uh, first off, uh, thanks for hanging around uh, for us to get in touch with you here on the driver's seat. But uh, let's look ahead. This is the last year we're going to be in the Commodores. You've got uh, Gen 3 just on the horizon. Will Erebus be sticking with uh, the General, or will you be maybe moving into some different machinery come uh, Gen 3?
6: Well, at this stage, I think um, we'll stay with GM. There's no reason to really change, and um, we spoke with some GM guys on the weekend. And it sounds like they've got a, a plan, which is good. Um, Betty is probably more a GM person than a Ford person, and Betty does a lot of, or so, a lot of these style things on emotion. As much as she's a businesswoman, she does some of those things because that's what she wants to do. So, yeah, I think you'll see us in GM hardware and her Camaro.
1: Well, we look forward to that one. Uh, just quickly, too, before we let you go, I'd be remiss if I don't mention some other good news that uh, came out of the Erebus Garage, but you've locked in your co-drivers for, 2020, uh, for 2021 for the Bathurst 1000. We've got David Russell yeah. and Jack Perkins coming on board. Now, these are some pretty good, dynamite. Good, solid
5: driver lineup.
1: Yeah, a stellar lineup there. So this must fill the team with a lot of confidence as well. Yeah, well, that's what we wanted. We wanted
6: Brodie and Will to just know that the car's gonna come back. You know, there's there's other good young guys out there that we could have chucked in the car, like young Jalen debuted on the weekend in Super Two and he was really, really good, but we didn't really want to chuck an eighteen year old in with two essential rookies and, you know, have another risk. So Jack I've known since two thousand three when I started at Larry's. Um, we got on like house on fire. Um Davey Russell of Node, I think, sort of helped him get his first co-drive back in the Cali days. and He's, he's a, a massive talent and probably hasn't been recognised for how fast he actually is. And the, the test day the other week, he showed us again straight away how fast he is. So, And just, just a good bloke. They're both good blokes, so we're going to have a bit of fun with them. And they're going to bring the car back in one piece and hopefully give us a shot at winning the race.
5: I still reckon I would have been a better fit for Brodie. I'm his size. <laughs> 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 you are a dead set idiot. <laughs> um, Barry, we're,
3: we're going to let you go. But I just, from my point of view, um, yeah. I loved your answers. When you're on TV, you don't get the opportunity sometimes to be able to to tell as much truth as you as you possibly can, and yeah. uh, I think those answers put to bed the question of where Erebus is at. I think the results over the weekend put to bed where Erebus is at, and we look forward with excitement to to what the two boys are going to do. So well done for, for copying a hard question, but then giving an, a, an honest answer and taking a bit of heat on yourself, saying that you didn't do it as well as you possibly could have. I think that's in our game, which is so full of bullish mm. that an answer like that, where you just say, I didn't manage it as well as I could. Dave didn't want to be here. So what do you do? We move on and we look forward. And I think that that great answers and that should close the, uh, close the door on any discussion from 2020.
6: Yeah, thanks mate. And, um appreciate that you're on board as an Erebus member and um yeah, we've got a really good solid group of members and fans and our fan group's growing, so you know, it's good and a lot of people are I think starting to follow Betty now more than the drivers <laughs> and it's um yeah, it's it's really positive and I can't wait to get the year going. Like Sandown's gonna be a really good one for Brody and Will personally as drivers there's a lot less pressure than Bathurst and, and our cars have always been faster. So, yeah, roll on.
1: Yeah, a lot of people seem to forget that, uh, you know, in 2019, you guys were the leading holding team for a good chunk of the year. And uh, and considering the fact in the first two years off, Era was switching to Commodores, you did get a Bathurst and we're very close to getting another one. But uh, look, as Steve yeah. said... The the bad seems to float up to the top rather than the good, doesn't it? But uh, Baz, look again. We really appreciate you here. first off hanging around for this long to jump on board the show. Please apologize to Shannon. She did give me the right number.
5: I just wrote it down wrong. Well, I I just actually like to know what the guy thinks that you've who you've been texting all night and oh, reading all night. That's
1: what I want to find out. Oh, I'll tell you what. He's gonna he's gonna be thinking. This is one of the the few times where a Sri Lankan man has dialed the number incorrectly. So, but. Uh, but, Baz, we'll let you go, mate. Uh, thanks for being on the driver's seat, and uh, hopefully we'll see you in pit lane and Sandown. Yeah, thanks, guys. Anytime. <laughs> Barry Ryan there jumping on board the driver's seat. Gee, what a good sport, wasn't he?
5: So good. Yeah. And I love hearing from Baz because you're always, you know, good or for good or for bad, you always get exactly what he's thinking, and that's what I love about it. You know, these, this day and age, there's, there's too much politics and too much polish going on and not enough mm. of the actual real stuff.
3: Well, they were real answers, weren't they? And oh, yeah. uh, we'll we'll have to wait and see how they go this year. But let's move on. And and you know, I was the one that I, I was the one that even last week said it. it they look like a basket case. So, um, and I got proven wrong on the weekend. They pulled together. And but I wanted to know those answers. I wanted to hear him say mm-hmm. it. And I wanted the the honesty when he was on a medium where he didn't have to go to a commercial break that we could just go flow through. So well done to him on those honest answers.
1: So off. That poor bloke that I've been texting all night. Bloody hell. Anyway. <laughs> uh, he's just
3: sitting there going, why am I getting another phone
1: call? What the hell or is a this? text message from this goose. Oh, jeez. Anyway,
5: <laughs> a big thank he's you. He's probably going to start... Uh, Uh, He's probably going to start texting. Yeah, texting us in. Yeah, there'll be someone. Or his wife will be going. Who's texting you? Yeah, and what's
1: going on? What's all this? Are you still up for being on the show, mate?
3: Why are you getting (laughs) texts at nine thirty at at night?
1: (laughs) Oh, geez, Louise. Anyway, we've got we've got a race rerun to get through here on the driver's seat. It's been a fun one. <laughs> we'll get to some of your text in just a moment. This is The Driver's Seat. Thanks to Kubota Implements, Crone and Great Plains, they're implementing a great partnership. Hard to find good help. <laughs> the
2: Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldon and Stephen Johnson for Kubota Implements. Crone, Great Plains, implementing a great partnership.
1: Welcome back to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota, Kubota Implements, Crone, Great Plains, and you. Together, we're implementing a great partnership. Right now, though, it is time for our Race Rewind.
2: This is The Driver's Seat Race Rewind. Now,
1: the Shannon's Motorsport Australia Championships, be there trackside, March 13 to 14. You can get your tickets online now via Eventbrite. Let's talk about the next round by going back in time a little bit and talking about the 2019 Sandown 500. If you don't remember what it was, Here's a quick refresher.
5: In the right rear. Oh, we got a drama going. So, oh, all of Oh, man. They've got a problem with the right rear on this car. So, how quickly things can change. What's going on here? You lift this thing around for 10 laps? We've been just talking about the extraordinary drive, the way in which the car's been working, and
1: now something has let go in the rear of this car. It's gutting, but that's, uh, that's racing.
4: Um, it's a real shame. Would have been a nice one too, and Pertec Cup would have been close. But um, yeah, just just gutted. Never won this race before, so it would have been great to get it. But yeah, part failure with 10 to go. Just a shame.
1: That really was a bittersweet Sandown 500, the last Sandown 500, at least for the time being. And uh, I'll tell you what, guys, it, it was um, an interesting one because that was the last to almost first, wasn't it, for SVG and Tanda?
5: I can't remember. Was it, Matthew?
1: <laughs> it was. <laughs> you were just sitting there with your head in your hand.
3: I'm just, I'm because I'm very interested in what you have to say, being the supercars expert that you are. Who, me? Yeah. Well, he's not talking really? to the guy that uh, <laughs> he's, huh. not, he's talking to the guy he's that not talking to that paid up Erebus okay. member over there in the corner. Uh,
1: well, Where yeah, did
5: when at, did SVG qualify there? Was he? I mean, I, I know they had that issue because it was the, quali- the whole qualifying races thing, yeah. um, and he had that penalty, didn't he? From uh, yeah, and he's he one incident, and he started last. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I, I mean, th- uh, as I said and I said this earlier in the show tonight. I still think you know that alone proves how and they've always been super fast at sand down those um triple eight cars so same thing um this year it's going to be the same thing and uh I, you know i think that um it's going to take a few rounds for people to start to it's, it's almost like the scotty max start to the year i think it's going to be for shane and then it's going to everyone's going to be playing catch up to shane so he's not going to have it all his own way all year no he's going to have you know crap races that he's going to yeah. you know struggle at but I just think it's going to be one of those years where he's sort of almost taken that mantle a little bit and people are going to be chasing him and trying to gain those points back on SVG.
1: You talk about it being a uh, definitely a T8 track. I mean, um, the Red Bull, Holden, Racing team completely dominated. I mean, remember in 2018, they had the 1-2-3 to finish up. Then in 2019, Jamie and Craig Lowndes got the win there. In fact, they took all three wins uh, off the day because it was a weird little format thingy. And uh, unfortunately, let's have a look. Well, it's not unfortunate, but fortunately for the Red Bull Holden Racing Team, they ended up with the Pertec Enduro Cup because, yeah, Jamie Winkup and Craig Lands on 878 points, Shane Van Gisberg and Garth Tander on 697 points in P2, and then Lee Holdsworth and Thomas Randall on 656 points. So there's a fair bit of daylight between uh, Red Bull and the rest, isn't it? How
3: Massive. good! I, I do remember though at Sandown, that was the feel-good story for me was Lee Holdsworth and Thomas Randall because I think Tommy had only been it was like his fourth event or something and we hadn't it was, seen it was actually yeah his third third yeah and we hadn't <laughs> seen Holdsworth on the podium forever in a day so it was really good for those guys to be there I do remember that hard luck story for Shane van Gisbergen of course but yeah that dominance by CL and Jamie Wincup at eight seventy eight. That was phenomenal. Had there been, had Van Gisbergen and Garth actually finished, that would have been a whole lot tighter, obviously. But uh, that was it. That was a red letter day for uh, Red Bull Holden. That was,
1: yeah, it certainly was. But uh, yeah, that was our race rewind. Uh, that's all thanks to the Shannon's Motorsports. Uh, yeah, come and be there it's gonna next be. weekend, Phillip Island. And the best part too is you can actually win the ultimate trackside experience. So head to ICanWin.com.au au for details. Uh, and you can, might be able to see uh, some of the Transams in actions too. Well, oh, we've got our schedule today.
3: Yeah, we've got. I think we're going to have.
1: I don't know, nineteen or twenty cars or something. Yeah, but obviously, uh, and Owen you've
3: got Kelly S five thousand, haven't you? Yep. So there's, yeah, they're yep. all there. Owen Kelly, Marcus Ambrose will be trackside Ooh. as well because he is uh, he's crewing Owen Kelly.
5: So is, he, uh, is that for the year or just is that for just another one-off?
3: It's been round by round, uh, but uh, Marcus has said, as long as we keep having fun, we will continue to show up. So they obviously had fun in Tasmania because they're coming back for uh, round two, the delayed round two. So Marcus <laughs> will be there. Nathan Hearn will be there. Aaron Seaton will be there. Uh, S5000, come to Phillip Island. Bloody fast, cars, It's going to be great
5: fun. Yeah, it certainly well, will be. Actually, Nimsy, is there bikes there as well? I, I believe no. there's actually super, no, super they're, bikes they're or not. It no. It
1: was going to be the All Wheels Festival. But unfortunately, uh, with the whole... Postponement Just had to shift it shifted yes. back just a smidge. But uh, yeah. we'll wrap it all up because uh, I can see Maddie McKeldon sitting on a giant Tim Edwards-sized hand grenade that's <laughs> ready to go boom in just a moment here on the I'm, driver's I'm
3: gonna seat. I'm going to be really interested to hear what people think about this too. So get your text fing, fing, fingers
1: ready. <laughs> it's that time of the night, isn't it? It really is. <laughs> fingers, <laughs> thumbs. Oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Back to wrap it all up next here on the driver's seat. The
2: driver. Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota Implements. Chrome, Great planes. Implementing a great partnership.
1: Welcome back to the driver's seat. A big thank you to all of our guests, all of our texters for texting in. But yes, thank you to SVG, um, Mark Winterbottom and Barry Ryan for jumping on board the show. But uh, guys, I want to quickly pose something to you, Maddie. Let's start off with, because uh, you've been sitting on this one for a while. We talked about this even before the show started, but... Uh, mm. Cam Waters has been said to be the biggest threat to SVG, and he's been had a lot of hype put amongst him. And, you know, he's got the first fast. pole of the season, and yep. he's definitely yep. fast. He's yep. beating all the other Tickford cars by a great margin. But do you reckon that that's going to be his undoing, the fact that he's the lone dude in a three-car team that's doing the challenge?
3: I don't know if it's going to be his undoing. I I think I have a question, and and I'd be really interested to get not only our listeners' thoughts but your thoughts, Stevie J. I, I I I sit back and I think long and hard about Tickford. I think of the sponsors they've had, the drivers they've had, the engineers they've had, and I think about them in comparison in the years they've been in their sport to Red Bull and to DJRTP. They've won one championship. They've won one Bathurst. Two. uh, Two. They won with Frosty and they won with Chaz. Yep. uh, And they won one championship with Frosty. The question that just keeps coming back to me, because I think think, um, Cam is sensational, and I think in any other car would be a clear, consistent winner. I'm not convinced Tickford are good enough. I just don't think they are. I don't mean that from this year or last year, I mean, from like the decade they've been driving and all their different guises and and, uh, all the sponsors and drivers they've had, I just don't think they're good enough. They do not compete regularly. Sorry. They compete regularly, but they do not win enough. They do not execute. They do not execute. Mm. They trip on their own, you know, every every once in a while. The drivers hit each other. They have mechanical issues. I mean, you know, the The jury's out still as to whether j l. b is good enough mm-hmm. courtney's getting older in his you know he's he's long in the tooth now in his career he openly admits that's not a criticism i just I, they were great in super two, but I'm just not convinced they are good enough to tip off d j r or Red Bull consistently and good enough to win a championship
5: am i am I like yeah. am, I, am
3: i am i am i wrong am i being too hard i don't think i am.
5: Oh, I think you got a fair point to be honest and I think maybe some of those things that you alluded to regarding you know drivers hitting each other and and, and things that have played out that have cost them a result or a good result they generally come from the top down you know mm. and is that a case of Tim or whoever else there from behind the scenes Rod Nash not controlling their team and their drivers enough and maybe giving them way too much freedom to, to race and do stuff. And, and, you know, they've always been, he's has Tim's always been an avid person to, Oh, just let him race, let him race. Well, you know, Mercedes did that in F1 and then they very, very quickly brought in some rules after that with regard to Hamilton and Rosberg and, and, uh, you know, obviously the dramas that, that, that caused and just, but that, that switch just never seems to have clicked, um, at Tickford. And, You know, I think, you know, do you think that that's possibly the the biggest undoing, Matty? Look, it may be something from the top.
3: It may be something from the top. But Um, the
5: ownership's changed, this and that, over those sort of years. Tim's an
3: owner, and Tim's been there for a long time.
5: That's what I was just alluding to. There's ownerships Mm. and stuff has changed over the time. Drives have changed, but Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. still the same issues. And there's arguably not that many people that have been there that whole time.
3: That's right. And I and so I it, it's more a it's not a blame game and I'm I'm not dropping a bomb necessarily, but yeah. I'm asking a hard question. Yeah, because are. we just had Barry Ryan on on the show saying sometimes you've got to put a broom through the joint if it's not working. So whether that's ownership, engineering talent, driver talent, sponsorship, whatever, sometimes you've got to put a broom through the joint. And I just I f- I'm frustrated with Tickford because they show such promise, but they never execute. They never finish. Talking from a championship perspective, they don't finish where they need to, and I'm I'm frustrated for them. And I'd love to know why. Um, because when you look at the results on the weekend, yes, Cam Waters got a pole, and yes, in race two he was second. But if you look at race one, there was not a Tickford driver in the top three. No. In the top four, not in the top five. In the sixth position was JLB. Now, that was because obviously Cam had a technical problem. But why did he have a technical problem? And so it's a hard question. I understand that. And it's probably not a popular question. But I think for the good of the business, it's a question. And and from our point of view, I think it's a question that needs to be asked because they're just not good enough,
1: I don't think. We have got a a text in. uh, And this one, I'm not sure who it's from. So pop your name on it while we still got a little bit of time here. Unfortunately, Tickford lacks consistency and Cam will lack a tall gunner. Sorry. Uh, Cam will lack a tail gunner to protect him so he can push forward. Sad, but true. Uh, yep. Whoever sent that one through, please pop your name on it because we'd love to hear, uh, love to credit you on that one. Cause it's a pretty don't good.
3: Don't disagree. Hmm. Don't disagree with that at all. I don't think, yep. I don't think Courtney's going to be consistent enough and JLb's just not there.
1: Because we, we even saw when Scotty was dominating at DJRTP that, um, Fabs, while a lot of people did have a lot of criticism for him, Fabs would still have relatively decent results to keep them. Mm -hmm. I mean, they won teams championships. It wasn't Scotty winning teams championships on his own.
3: No, look, 100%. And we haven't seen Tickford win a teams championship, have we?
1: Yeah, that's a good point.
3: So there there is just something going on there that I think needs a, a good hard discussion. And I'm sure they're having that internally. But again... There's so much focus on Cam and the, and the Monster Energy car because he is so good and he's consistently the, the best performer and has been probably for the last two <laughs> seasons in that team. I, I, It's not enough. It's not enough because, you know what, as you just said, Nimsy, if Scotty wasn't there on the day last year, you could see that Fabs would, could possibly be in the chance there for a win. If I don't think you can say the same thing about, about Tickford. If Cam's not there, which we saw in race one, there's no one there. There's no one there to back him up and win for the team. Mm.
5: Now, uh, but will will well, we'll, well Tim's I... Tim Slade is the only, and he's he's sharing a boom there. I think with JLB. JLB, isn't he? yeah. Uh, he's the only one that's not not part of that team, but has got the same equipment as that team that could possibly get get a result if that makes sense. You know, JC... It's
3: not Tickford, it's, though, it's not Tickford. I mean, no, exactly. Customer
5: alliance,
1: yeah. though. Uh, just quickly, that was Greg uh, from UC that uh, sent that text in. Another one that came in through. Cam will be like Scotty DJ last year, fighting the fight on his own. And I'm going to quickly share this text with you as well, guys, as we wrap up uh, from our mate, Tom in Toowoomba. I don't know if you could read it, but it just says, hi, guys, just wanted to shout out to Jets results on the weekend. I think it was due to the lovely Bree being on the headset for him on the weekend instead of Stevie yeah. J. That's from Tommy Totally agree, Tommy. <laughs> yeah, the, the absolutely. poor kid
3: finally had some direction and leadership <laughs> in his team. <laughs>
1: yeah, oh, but Matthew,
5: you're so full of compliments
1: <laughs> But uh, look, you're right, Maddie. There's been, uh, like, people are <laughs> going And, like, a lot of, it's not uh, A hot take, a lot of people are Reckoning that, mm. yeah, Cam needs A bit of support here
3: Yeah, well, I, I Look forward to the season to see if it's going to happen or not. And I look forward to asking that question to Tim Edwards when we do get him on the show. Because he is a friend of the show. And I I said, I'm not throwing bombs. It's just a hard question to ask. And every organization... You just want the record set
5: straight. And you want to hear what the top's got to say from that particular team.
3: Absolutely. I'm not... uh, You know, I, I... I would love a good, honest, truthful answer because whether you're a corporate entity or whether you're a sporting team, sometimes you've got to ask the hard questions internally. And I want to know, has it been asked? Because at this stage,
1: for the last decade, they ain't good enough. Yeah. Well, we'll, uh, that'll be something to unpack. As SVG said at the top of the show... (laughs) It's, I mean, he's like, that's my take. It's a matatorial. That's what it is. It's a matatorial. That's But, right. but
3: that uh, wraps up. It's like Neil up, Mitchell.
1: That wraps up another edition of The Driver's Seat. Boys, it has been a pleasure as per usual. We got there in the end. Thanks for turning the mics on for the rest
3: of the show, Nimsy. That was great. I well did done. my best, yeah. Actually,
5: yeah. I really quite enjoyed that one that you didn't turn Matthew's <laughs> mic on when we were chatting and he was trying to ask a question to, was it Barry? I can't remember. Was it Barry? I can't remember. Yeah, it was Barry. I yeah, can't and, he, and you couldn't hear him. I'm like, perfect, Nim. Like, That's why I gave you the thumbs up. Leave him <laughs> off.
1: <laughs> we'll see you next week on The Driver's
2: Seat. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.